What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. For those of you unfamiliar, Clint works in a special detail called ICAC, and ICAC is Internet Crimes Against Children. And anytime that that conversation comes up, whether it's between Clint and I with somebody else, or if somebody asks me and I feel comfortable sharing what it is that you do for a living, it's always the same response, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how he could do that. Yeah. And I was talking with somebody. Actually, let me backtrack. I was listening to an interview by somebody who does the same thing that you do, who has done the same thing, I should say, because he doesn't do it anymore. But he was discussing just some of the things that aren't regularly talked about when an officer or anybody actually is in a sensitive position like this one. And he got very raw and in great detail about the way that this detail changed his entire life. And the conversation that I had with somebody stemmed from that interview. And they, you know, we were talking about this very thing. And this officer knows other people who have also been in this position. And he shared that they will never be the same again. And I'm putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> so I want to know from your point of view, somebody who's actually doing it and not somebody like me who is um, very much on the inside, but still on the outside because I'm not in your mind. I'm just curious how this detail has changed you, if at all. You know, it's definitely made me uh, have a more twisted perception of not reality but of a humor and I know as a cops we utilize humor as a big um, kind of outlet for each of us to put out to the world and that's how we can get beyond the horrific things that you see on a daily basis I've noticed my humor there's stuff that I joke about where I've actually had people come up to me and and talk to me and go like I, how, how do you find this funny? And, and these are other cops who, I mean, me and another guy shared a story one time in briefing and of a, one of the videos in which we, we saw, and we're, we're kind of laughing and joking about it. And everybody in the briefing room afterwards, I mean, they all had like stoic faces and more serious faces and they, they come up to me afterwards and like, you, you guys found that funny? And, and, and I was just kind of shocked by that because I didn't even think of it in that way. I thought, you know, we're all in the same line of work. We see this stuff like it's something that is just different. And, and so unless you've seen it and you work through it, it it's, it's a different kind of humor that you end up having. And it's not... Definitely not a bad thing. Um, I, I've seen other things of just the, I, I have people coming up to me all the time who I work with. I'll, I'll never do what you do. I don't know how you could do what you do. And as Ashley said, it's something, I mean, it was given to me this position. I look at it as 
I'm combating a huge problem within this world. I mean, a multi-billion dollar industry, and I'm trying to make an impact and a dent on it to stop it. There's cases that you're working and you just get so invested in because there's so much information to it and you have to, it's like a big puzzle and you have to piece it all together. So this is where I'm going to throw my coach card out there because just as you said, you use humor to deflect from the the reality of um, some of the images and videos and things that you see. You're also deflecting from the question right now by going into an analysis, which is great. And I, and I love that. But I'm wondering, you said that humor is not a, it's not a bad thing in this aspect. So what, if any, are some of the negative consequences that you've seen from diving into this particular detail? I I can see there's a fatigue that does come up if you don't take a decent amount of breaks in doing it. Like I know Ashley and I are, are, getting ready or, or we're just getting we're, we're going on vacation <laughs> and he didn't know how to word that i didn't know he didn't know when it. this episode would air but I by know. the time that you're listening to this we have we have already returned from our trip ah uh, so restful no <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's something you you need to find that break to disconnect from work more. I've really never recognized it until doing this. I've done this for over a year now and I can tell like I'm reaching my mental capacity where I just need to step away for a little bit. And it it gets tiresome because it's so redundant then and I have outlets and in how I can get away from it, but you still, you need those breaks. You need that time away from it to not process it, but just to turn off your mind to everything associated to it. Because I'm the only one who's doing what I do. My life is inundated during my time and with the hundreds of cases that I have going on with it. If you, and you've been fortunate with the size of your department, you've been able to get into many different details throughout your career in law enforcement. Do you think that this is a position that you would have chosen if given the choice? I probably not. And the reason I say no would be because it was the undereducation about it, uh, leading up to this point with knowing what I know on it now and knowing the opportunities, because there's a lot of opportunities available with this as well. With knowing that I would say absolutely yes, because I I'm always looking at the next best thing. I'm looking into the future with how I can set myself, how I can take something and transform it into something greater than me. And, and that's where I, I do say, yes, I, I enjoy doing that and I'm not having to work through any of the redundancy of other cases associated to the Bureau. We don't have kids, so I'll use your nephew as an example. If he said, 
uncle, I want to be a cop. And my dream is to become an ICAC officer. That is what I want to do. What would you say to him? I would, I would be proud and I would try helping him achieve that because given the sensitivity of what I do, there's not a lot of people who want to do it and you need to have a good mentality to approach that. And Ashley and I've talked about this on multiple episodes before of having a good mindset with being in law enforcement where not everybody can always handle or deal with what we do as a profession and being able to separate your work life from your home life is huge on that. And I would set up my nephew in that instance to create those boundaries leading up into that point. Do you think that the screening process, at least for, and we don't have to necessarily single out your department, but let's just assume that the screening process was universal. Do you think that the screening process for an individual to be able to work in a position like this should be more intensive than it is? Yes. How? More specifically, like to pick that person who would be a best fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, there's going to be people affected by it who wouldn't even know um, how it's going to affect them until after they do it. I would say almost instead of just plugging someone into the position, almost do a trial period and then have them talk to somebody before and after to kind of see their mentality with that whole the investigation side of things and how how it makes them feel to watch those videos and how it will make them feel if they watch a video and then they actually identify the kid and and take someone into custody for the recording of the molestation that occurred. One more question before we wrap this up. That was an adamant yes, like a no hesitation yes. What was the reason for it? I've seen people plugged into positions, and and not just this one, but plugged into positions who are not, I don't want to say not mentally sound, but they're not in a good headspace to do something as extreme or as severe as something like this. And it leads to long-term burnout or even, even worse instances associated to them in their lives. Um, whether it's the traumas associated to it, or it could be, it could be the complete opposite. And I'll just play devil's advocate. It It could be something, Oh, well they start finding an arousal with it. Yeah. And there's been many cases and it could be my reticular activating system that's plugged into it. But I've seen many cases of that very thing where there's officers that have been arrested because of, you know, having child porn on their home computers and things like that. So thank you for being so candid and for answering my challenging questions. (laughs) I hope you, the listener, have gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, please do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And if you're not an officer, do me a favor and think one today.